Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Half Hour of Power. I am Joe. Brandon is here. Yo, yo, Joe, what do you know? Hey, Brandon, how are you doing? You having a good week? Um, well, yeah. You, well. Uh, <laughs> not developed a taste for blood, have you? Uh, you know, I'm becoming a connoisseur of it now. Oh, you know, yeah. I like the, the old, old type sometimes, you know, before I go to bed. And sometimes like the, you know, the AD8, was it AB blood? It's kind of like an energy for me when I wake up in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, uh, for those of you who haven't read the description and just clicked on this show, thank you very much for doing that. Appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate everybody who listens. Uh, so thank you very much. Um, you know, like and follow us and uh, talk to us about movies you disagree with us about. You guys are stupid faces. How dare you say that about that movie? You know, stuff like that. It's all fun, right? We still love you. Right, Brandon? I mean, yeah. Pre- appreciate everybody that listens. Yeah. You know, we love to hear your opinions. And, you know, sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong, but that's just our opinions. Hey, we are not wrong. Oh, okay. Um, we're never wrong. Well, I'm wrong by myself and you're wrong by yourself. But when, you know, together we're not wrong. Okay, fair. We're always right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. So that's, that's right. We're not. We're not wrong. All right. So, but anyway, we are going to go back, back to Dracula, and we are going to do a uh, a fun movie called Nosferatu in Venice. In Venice, also known as Vampire in Venice or Vampire of Venice. Yes. Or, yes, or, is, or you're forgetting to the prince what, of what the I night. Forget? The prince of or the that, night. Yeah. Or that. Yes, that's true. Uh, this stars the uh, uh, troubled Klaus Kinski. Because when you read about his life, like that dude was, he had problems. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I could. Yeah, I see. I mean, uh, uh, the things I've read about him and Warner Herzog working together, I'm surprised they didn't kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they did um, the Can you remake. imagine being on set, though? Oh, my gosh. I would be like, what? <laughs> there, there has to be somebody there who worked with them all the time that was like, it's all right. They'll be okay. In a, you know, 20 minutes. <laughs> but his, he freaking beat his face in. Like, nah, he's fine. They do it all the time. It might be something like, I, I don't know. But, you know, they did the Nosferatu remake in uh, the 1979, which uh, we did not get to cover on our uh, Dracula Odyssey in uh, October, but we will cover that one. Yeah. So uh, this yeah. one, he, it actually is supposed to be a bit of a sequel to that Nosferatu. Uh, Warner Herzog had nothing to do with it. Klaus Kinski did. This is an Italian movie. Yes. Vampire in Venice. So this is, let me see, man, that last name. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do this, and I apologize for butchering the name, Augusto Caminito. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. 
Uh, I was just looking at his stuff. I don't think I've seen anything else he has done. I didn't see anything. Um, he only directed... Uh, he's got uh, quite a few screenwriting credits, but he only directed two movies. Um, One both of them, that's right, too. Yeah, well, yeah, one of them, Vampire in Venice, and uh, the other one, also starring Klaus Kinski, Grandy. Oh my gosh, I can't. Let's see. Let me see. Let me click on that and see if we can get another. It's an Italian adventure film. Is uh-huh. the other Grandy Cassatori? I'm sorry. There's somebody out there going, oh, my gosh, you're butchering this. I'm, is, you're hurting my brain. Stop saying these words. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so uh, if you look at the poster, like I did, and probably like you did too, Brennan, there's Klaus Kinski there. And he's got this long, flowing locks. What is that, blonde uh Mixed uh, gray hair, grayish blonde hair, and apparently he arrived on set and said, "I have no intention of being in that makeup again." Yeah, he said, "I'm not getting rid of my nice little mane here." Yeah, so it's it's a it's a uh, nice. It's not a. I mean, it's really a spiritual sequel, really. So uh, really. he said he was never ever going to go through those makeups again. So that's, uh, they, he's got the same fangs set up, right? I mean, his yes. fangs are. He's still got the same fangs, but this is the thing. I mean, I can understand the shaving of the hair, but how much makeup did you have to put on? Because, I mean, I watched Nostro 2 in 1979. Have he, you seen it, him it, without makeup? In this. Have you seen him without any makeup? Um, yeah, Dracula 77. Have you seen him without it? Oh, yeah, he was in that. I, you know what? I forgot. So you <laughs> reminded me that he played uh, Renfield yeah. in that uh, 1970 Dracula movie, the Jess Franco. Yeah. I guess that's the closest. So, you know, the man, uh, he's got a very... Interesting face. Yeah, yeah, I he has a Nosferatu face. Yeah. I mean, he's. A, I mean, he is not a hideous, ugly man, but he is an interesting-looking man. That it's like I could see why you would want him in your movie. I mean, quite right. honestly, um, he's been, and I've seen him in the spaghetti westerns he's been in. He's been in spaghetti western. Oh yeah, absolutely. So let me. I want to say he was in for a few dollars more, but I, my, it might be, let me see. Oh yeah, it, it was. He was in for a few dollars more. I knew he was in one of the dollars movies. Um, and a, a few others. So that was, uh, yeah, that, uh, check that out. He, he looks great. In he looks like he was made to be in those. He was born for those. And a lot of the Herzog stuff he was done, like Agreary, The Wrath of God. What an interesting movie that is. The Wrath of God. And I I have not seen that in quite some time. Maybe this is making me want to see that again. That sounds good. It's been quite a long time. Um, That one is about, it's historical drama. 
about a Spanish soldier who leads a group of conquistadors down the Amazon River looking for the city of gold. So, I mean, that might be interesting. Hmm. But anyway, we need to go and see what Rotten Tomatoes says about Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know they had to have some good good, uh, credits on that. See if that's on there. And it is on there. So, what is your guess for the critic score of this film? The critic score for this film is an Italian film. It's an artsy film. So, and critics like artsy film. Um, definitely when it's from, you know, the European Italian stuff. Um, I'm going to say they gave it a good, like, 70. You sure? Okay, 65. Zero. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> there is one critics review here as of right today. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, this guy did not like it. Nosferatu and Venice is an unholy mess, It's uh, but it's also watchable. I don't understand this. <laughs> and you know what? I, I just read that just now, and I think that's actually... 100% accurate. Yeah. It is an unholy mess and it was watchable. There wasn't a moment where I was like I need to turn this off and stop watching. I mean if that makes any sense. Uh, what about it, it does. That does make sense. I wanted to see the end and when it got to the end I said this is where it's going to end. Yeah, was and to my surprise that's right where it ended. I was like no, it's not going to end here and it did end. They're like what the heck? what? Okay. Yeah. And when we get to talk about the end, you will. Yeah, I understand. Anyway, what, what what do you think the audience says? Because there's uh over a hundred audience ratings. According oh, to this. see, so I should have a good one out of this one then. So audience, it says about a hundred. So I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it a sixty even. You sure? Yeah. I mean, at a hundred, it gotta be like forty people didn't like it. So I'll just give it like 60. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. 26%. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah. um... Absolutely. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> they loved it. They loved it. Um, 26. You said 26%? I did. Wow. Ain't that like so, a, do you, a, do you a sludge want, in a bucket? You... Would you like to hear the IMDb scores just for fun? Oh, yeah. I definitely do now. 5.2. Ooh. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, came out in 1988. But it has so much nudity in it. Did it? Well, in some for parts. It's some parts, yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. You know, usually what they say, sex sells. So you, you think. You know. Yeah. Um, yep. That is right. So this one, very odd movie. Very, very odd movie. I totally forgot about the very beginning of the movie until we got to the end and they showed that bit again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They're out there hunting a field and they shoot a bat. Yeah, they was hunting an empire bat. And she, oh, it's bad luck to shoot a bat or something. Yeah, it's, 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 
It was not bad luck to shoot that bat. It's a vampire bat. Yeah. And then, then he started telling the story, and then they ended up going to that. Yeah. So then that we go, and we keep hearing about Nosferatu disappeared from Venice in 1789. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I got the date right. Yeah. There it is. So, so somehow he disappeared, but nobody saw him leave or something strange like that. And there's a curse on the family. It's got a really. I, I thought it had a really nice setup. Yeah, they and, focused and on I that. also thought if if this movie has any strong moments, it's the beginning. It's it's the atmospheric setup that they have. Mm-hmm. I thought the the opening in particular, some of the shots and the shadows and the fog were just magnificent. And that's really about all the movie has to, for me. Well, also too, I'm glad it kind of. I guess you want to say it was kind of modern day. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was set in modern time, 1988. Yeah. Um, but the cast here is bizarre, isn't it? I mean, it's Christopher Plummer. Yeah, it's a lot of great actors in this, in this Donald, movie. Donald Pleasance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Donald Pleasance plays uh, a priest. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe that. Oh. I guess he lives at that hut where uh, Nosferatu left. Um, and I thought this was interesting, too. There's also a uh, tomb in the basement that is sealed shut with steel. Oh, my God. One of them rusted off, didn't it? Yeah. And uh, the lady, what what is that? Heleta? Is that how you say that one? Heleta? Yeah. Heleta? She wants to know who's in there, but she thinks... Does she ever say who she thinks is in there? She thinks who's in there is a vampire. There was supposed to be a vampire in there, but then they end up opening it. Did she think that was Nosferatu? Did she think he was in there? No. Uh, Christopher Plummer's character did. Okay, so let me let me read the brief plot synopsis. Uh, oh... Oh, his name is Paris. I forgot he had a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it Professor Paris or something like that? Yeah, so Professor Paris Catalino visits Venice to investigate the last known appearance of the famous vampire Nosferatu during the Carnival of 1786. 1786. So. That carnival part was kind of weird, too, because they didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, it was all over. So in, in 1988, they were doing, uh, it was carnival time. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't quite understand what was happening at the house that made her write a letter to him. But uh, from what I got, and, you know, let me know if you got something different, please. Mm-hmm. I wrote a letter to him and told him something. I don't remember if they even told us what was in the letter, but she asked him, what is your, what is your conclusions? I don't have any conclusions yet. She goes, you do have the same conclusions as me because you're here. Yeah, um, I didn't get so it. So, what did I miss, Brandon? What What was she writing him about? Uh, trust me, I don't understand it. I, I, so it's, I uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think so. Get we're it. we're we're supposed to assume that it's something about the Nosferatu, and he's not been seen, and nobody knows where he is. But there is a curse, and maybe she was having nightmares. Is that? Well, I know, like the. Was it the gypsy ladies that uh when they came to their camp, 
she offered a girl to him. And then oh, when... so, now, yeah, now let me ask you this. That is uh, 1988, so did he leave six and for that long? Because they say some to leave that years. Yeah. Okay. And here's the, here's another the quote he said is the dead or something. You know what he There is a lot. It ends... I don't, I don't know who this lady like is. Um, is... Is she a princess? Um, because I don't know who the, the old lady the is. Was that her mom? The old, yeah, I think the old lady... Who was that? I don't think it was her she mom. Was a princess. I think it was like her sister. She was really old to be her sister. Well, I mean, remember Elena... Okay, this is... A, this is it's kind of okay. So it's kind of doing the old reincarnation thing because you think she was if reincarnated. You remember, yeah, because if you remember, there's a portrait of her. Who was that? Of her was that Haleta that, or the the uh, princess? That was the princess. I think the princess name is Atlanta because what happened was she said because she she woke up. The old lady woke up, and she only woke up because she heard her sister speaking these same words to Nosferatu, I guess, back in the day. Because oh, she, okay. so, she started remembering. So, She's like, is it you? I think, is it you? Yeah, so there's a, there's a painting with a book in it, and then you have to look. There's writing on the book. So the painter wrote, painted it on there, but it, you have to put it in a mirror to read it. Um, yeah. And uh, she asked, this was this was really interesting. We did a little bit of research on this, where uh, Christopher Plummer shows up and he's kind of. Mm. I don't really see him do anything. I don't really understand what he was doing, but he's he was to be he the was their version game. of Inhousing. Yeah, yeah, that. okay, that's a good uh, good way to put it. And she asked him like, "What is the Catholic Church's stance on vampires?" Yeah. I remember that. And he, he says Pope Benedict the 14th uh, said this and that about vampires. So I'm sitting there going, huh, I wonder if Pope Benedict the 14th ever actually said anything about vampires. <laughs> so was that true? So, you know, uh, we dig deep on this show, so I looked it up to see if he actually said anything, and uh -huh. he did. Oh, yeah. So Pope Benedict the Fourteenth, um, sixteen seventy-five to seventeen fifty-eight. Uh, he wrote about the proper treatment of the bodies of the saints. The Holy Father dedicated an entire chapter to the cruel maltreatment and mutilation of corpses believed to be vampires. Wow. What? Yeah. So they're actually. I believe he's the only, yeah, this says he is the only one that said anything about vampires. Oh, wow. This so movie, movie gets points. It up. No, this movie gets points for getting that correct. Wow. Wow. And that's really about all the movie did is, is wow. <laughs> that. Like, once I found that out, like, wow, that's nice. Okay. Okay. So, so this really, it's really a, 
a pretty disjointed movie because finally they have a seance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Why don't you tell us about that sealed uh, sarcophagus? We we mentioned oh. it briefly. Yeah, so tell, us, tell us about it because they won't open it, right? He won't. Somebody won't allow it to be open. Is, is uh, that right? It was the, the priest, Donald, um, Donald Pleasant's character. He didn't want it to be open. But they're wondering why was it sealed? Um, that's when I think Professor um, uh, Paris said to them that they think that is Nosferatu that is in there. We must check to see. This is the only last place that I have looked. So I don't know who the other guy is. I don't know his relation to the family, but he helped um, cut the the ribbons or the the bindings that was closing the coffin up. And as mm-hmm. soon as they opened it, a lady rose up. Oh, it was uh, the princess from the painting. Okay. That's who rose up. Yeah. And uh, then she started to decay. And then that's when they yeah. found that uh, someone was feeding her mercury. Ah, yeah. Now, there is a doctor there. Yes. Who gives her an explanation, a scientific explanation as to why she would just disintegrate like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah. Actually, uh, it kind of it kind of threw me off because I wasn't expecting her to lift up out. I thought she was about to attack him. But then she just started to disintegrate. I was like, oh. Yeah, because I was like, uh, even if that was a vampire, there, the vampire should be dead because right. they haven't been able to have any blood. Well, yeah, um, true. Yeah. Depending upon how you want to write them. I guess. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so then they have a seance, and that really uh, made uh, Donald Pleasance mad. Yeah. Well, you know, him being him being a priest, you're not supposed to have seances and speak to the dead like that. You're not supposed to do that. But uh, that was not he was not happy about that at all. So and the the medium says, well, you can leave. Get out of here. He goes, oh, you will not do this. This is a blah, blah. Get out of the room then. (laughs) He finally leaves the room. And then uh, Nosferatu that wakes up Nosferatu because. Now here's my question. That we we already described that gypsy scene where yeah. he decides he's going to leave. So that yeah. séance shows him get up, go to the gypsies and then he decides yes to leave. So if they'd never had that séance, would he have left the gypsies or would he just stayed there? I think he would have stayed there. Yeah, I mean he had a good thing going. They would give him people to eat and he would eat them and he'd go back to sleep and Nobody was bothering him, and the gypsies loved him, so why would he ever left? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the... none, of, none of us can answer that. No, because it, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so, gosh, but <laughs> this is really where the movie goes goes away for me, because it's, you know, the opening is kind of neat. You got a little bit of mystery going on. You're trying to figure it. You get to watch them figure it out. All right, so Christopher Plummer tells Haleta that the only way to kill him is through love because yeah, everything the, else they've tried has not worked. The power of love. Now, yeah, so Haleta says something like, well, who can love can love that? I hope it's not Maria. Like, Who's Maria? Oh. 
<laughs> do you who is this girl? Well, see the Maria, so like I said, I don't I don't know if she's a is a like a distant relative or a granddaughter or, or what because she was sitting with uh, the lady's casket on the funeral boat. Yeah, she was. Um now and then when Christopher Blummer showed up, he goes in this really cool room and it looked like she was in the room, but it didn't look like he saw her. But she saw him, so mm-hmm. I really wasn't sure what was happening there. I have a I have a theory, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not a story theory, it's a production theory. Uh, about what that is, but not really. But anyway, uh, let's go all the way to the end because there's really a lot of nothing that happens in there. I mean, he attacked a few people. They see that he's back. They show a flashback about how he he can like summon the wind and throw priests and uh, altar boys through windows and uh, impale and them on metal bar- spikes. Uh, Everybody following like his metal a, spikes. Yeah, wrought iron fence, <laughs> just like in the Omen. Yeah. So, but well, anyway, it, it comes down to where. He made Haleta a vampire, and some reason she wanted to be a vampire. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right. So there was a scene where they they are they're fed up. They put mercury into these little shotgun shells, and they see three coffins. Yeah, and in each coffins, and each woman that he had, uh, that he basically. Yep. Turned. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna say turned. Brutally turned. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was bizarre. Because <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't understand how um, Atlanta woke up and she had a black guy and a cut over her head, and he was here. Like, what? What was y'all doing? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So all of that happens, and then mm-hmm. for some reason, Maria climbs some giant tower and jumps off. Yeah, and then uh, Nosferatu is like. Oh, I better fly over there and save her because I can fly. But it was funny. He, he didn't turn into a bat, though. Yeah, I mean, he was flying around like Superman. Right. And he, like, takes her to his hut and they turns her and he goes, Oh, you're going to let me die. But I, No, I don't die yet. Stay with me. When did she form a bond with him? That, I, you know, I do not know. There I guess is. when she, I guess when she walked to the window and opened up the little blaze, and he was sitting across so far on a tower, and he happened to look over and see her, and then he made that long journey back to where he was Could at. Could be because, uh, like, she watched as Helena was turned. Yeah, she snoops in. There. Look at that! She's getting turned into a vampire. I want to be a vampire because I love him. Well, the guy what? when they was in the bed together, and he shot him in the back with that shotgun. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how she got wounded, but I don't know. Well, but, maybe some of the that was her blood because he drank her blood, and then when he got shot, her blood flew out. Right? <laughs> I guess. So. But anyway, let's let's get down to the end. So the end is they're like he's carrying her body. Yeah, through the streets, naked, with blood all and, over it. It just kind of ends. Yeah, well, no, it don't it. just kind of end. It ends it with goes, the mist, and then they go back, back to, the, to the hunting. That's right. It goes back to the field. Yeah. The hunt. Yeah. And that, that's that. So, 
Okay, thank you for that. Now, it does say here... <laughs> oh, man, that dude... Klaus Kinski must have been a total, absolute nightmare to work with. So, yeah, I, I am surprised that Warner Herzog did not kill him. Well, I mean, he had so many movies under his kill. belt. I mean, come on. Yeah, so, uh, let's see. Who is this guy? I think that's the producer. Um, but anyway, he kept fighting with everybody on the set. Right? Yeah. Um, and he would, uh, I mean, they would, they would be, I mean, real fights. Um, ar- arguments, uh, they would come to blows. Um, Kinski would not follow the rehearsal changes. He would not do anything they wanted. Uh, basically, he was just a total jerk on the set. I'm surprised they didn't just not use him and put somebody else in there. And that's the funny thing about that. I don't know. I don't understand why they didn't. Because reading yeah. over what happened behind the scenes is crazy. Yeah. If that um, happens today, but, those that person will be shunned. Ah, uh, I don't even know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> um. According to the second unit director, uh, Kinski's behavior became so erratic that the entire crew walked off the set and wouldn't return until he apologized. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so the director came to the conclusion that after six weeks, they didn't have the whole movie, but he did not want to keep making the movie. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, that led to bunch of rewrites um they didn't shoot any of the rewrites and all they did is use what they had and put the movie together so that's really what happened i mean really i think that's why what's her name is in the room in the beginning that's that's my guess they put her there she wasn't supposed to be there but they put her there because there's no acknowledgement from the actors that she's even in that room Uh, i mean that's just my guess and there's other things too that he did on set that was like, I, I am surprised that they did not beat the crap out of him and tell him to get the hell off of our set. Um, you know the, did you read these bits? No. Two vampire attack scenes where Kinski sexually assaulted the actresses. Oh, well, you can see that in the in the movie. Yeah, but you, you watch that in a movie and you go, okay, that's all play, that's all you know, stage. No, yeah. that was not stage. Yeah. That was for real, for real. No, he, he charged at... See, what is her name? Yeah, so he charged at uh, El, Elviri Adre. Bit her on the neck. He was supposed to charge at her and bite her on the neck. Instead, he charged at her like a wild animal, beat the crap out of her, ripped off her clothes and undergarments started fighting her in places that you should not do. Yeah, that's the and one he when started, he chased in the alley. Yeah, you could kind of see that, and you kind of see, well, that's not really what's supposed to happen. It's, and, yeah, so he just started screaming at her and berating her. And he did the same thing with uh, the actress who played Aleta, uh, De Rossi, Barbara De Rossi. During their sequence, he went above and beyond the call of duty by ripping off her 
night clothes and fondling her nether regions and uh, squeezing her upper regions way too hard. So, you know, it's, it's, it's to say, you know, those bruises, they make you think if those now, are fake. Now, yeah, now you're kind of wondering. Like, so, I mean, I don't, I don't get what the point of doing it that way is, but, and uh, this dude was really messed up because later on his believe it was his daughter who wrote a book his daughter uh, wrote a book about how he uh, abused her oh when she was young so yeah her autobiography called from a child's mouth she claimed her father sex abused her from five to nine what I don't know <laughs> Yeah, so, maybe, uh, maybe her, maybe Warner Herzog should have beat him. Maybe that would have been. I mean, you know, and what a piece of crap! I guess. I mean, if that if that if that really happened, he's a total piece of crap. Uh, That's true. Yeah, and then you're just like, you know, and you hear about other actors who are just dirtbags on set. I'm like, man, I swear, if I was making that movie, I'd fire him. I would freaking fire him for doing some of that yeah. crap. But then, you know, I would be fired because their name would be bigger. Just some of the way some of these actors act. Well, you, know, you know, one thing that did puzzle me on, on some of this. So even when he was doing it to these women, the blood was coming out of their mouth. And I, I couldn't understand that because he didn't bite them on the neck. Well, he bit them on their lips because, you remember, he, he is so powerful. That he uh, he uh, got to be, uh, let's see, um, not shape shifting, but he made them believe that they were seeing things they were not. So he uh, looked like Aleka. Uh, you remember that? And then he yeah. like bit the, he bit the guy on the lip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's here's something funny too. I, I just kind of ran across this here. So Spielberg offered uh, him the role of Major Arnold Thought in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know what Kinski told him where he turned it down? What? Okay. Uh, he says, the script is a yawn-making, boring pile of shit, and it is moronically shitty. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? You know what, Stephen? You didn't want the movie anyway. <laughs> Quite honestly. You, did, you didn't want it in there anyway. All right, I don't know what else we can say about this. Um, you got any final thoughts on this, Brandon? Uh, final thoughts on this is it's not a sequel. Uh, two. Um, it's a good movie in its own race. A little bit uh, slow. But I recommend a lot of people to watch it just to see the things we're talking about. That's my final thoughts on that movie. All right. Um, for me, this is not a good movie. It's what? kind of a kind of oddity. I, I did not think it was a good movie. <laughs> but, but, as always, I think you should watch it and suffer. <coughs> That's true. Suffer I did. And, uh, you know, form, form your own opinion about the movie. But, uh, no, it, it, 
It is not a good movie. <laughs> it's not, but you know, it's a, a artsy. Few... It's an artsy film. No, it's not artsy, Brandon. It's artsy. And I'm I'm gonna say it's not artsy because Klaus Kinski messed it all up. <laughs> and that's why, and that's why I believe some of the stuff is the way it is because he messed the movie up because he's a jerk and a foul, nasty human being. He's an artsy jerk. And I know he's dead. You're not really supposed to speak ill of the dead, but you know what? Oh, well. He, he's a dirt <laughs> Oh, well. So anyway. And I know somebody out there is going to go, oh, when I'm dead, you know, Joe divides the dirt. Okay. Well, I mean, technically I am now because I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, Okay, we'll talk to you all next time. Later, guys.